Warning. The following program contains explicit content. Viewer discretion is advised. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again there, friends in Whitecaps land, and welcome to another edition of the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of beautiful British Columbia. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer. And I have to admit, I'm a, a little bit subdued, a little bit down for tonight's episode. Got a bit of toothache. My dog, poor Bailey, has an ear infection. I have to take him to the vets tomorrow. So that's not good. And of course, TFC won the MLS Cup. So it's not been a great weekend, but we'll, we'll try and be as, as chipper as we can be. If you're listening to this show on the podcast, well, we have, we're doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to do the live radio show in six segments, maybe five, but probably six segments. The first two of which will get released on Monday as a podcast. So if you're listening to this now, you're listening to episode 233 of the podcast. That episode or that podcast will have the first two parts of tonight's radio show and the first chat with Kai Kamara as a Vancouver Whitecap. Doing a conference call on Monday morning, so we'll bring you all that in a special episode of the podcast. The rest of tonight's show will then come out on Thursday in episode 234 of the podcast. So enjoy that, everyone. So we're going to bring some Whitecaps news and some MLS chat to kick the show off. And let's start with the big Whitecaps news of the week. We have another new addition. Kai Kamara, after a few stalls and maybe joining (laughs) before and... Robo saying no, he wasn't, and then Robo saying today, well, yeah, I did have chats with him actually. Kai Kamara is now a Vancouver Whitecap. We've added another striker, an experienced MLS body, but one that comes with a lot of salary behind him. He could be a DP right now. He is sitting as a DP, but he seems like a Vancouver style DP. Yeah, and that's something we'll talk about as well. But like straight off the bat, you happy with the signing? You surprised by the signing? I have no problem with the signing at all. Um, it, it it makes sense in a way that you have a young guy who's new that you you paid money for, uh, well, Tam, um, Anthony Blondell, and you're not expecting him to be, 
you know, jump in there and, you know, score goals right away. You want him to give the time to adjust. You bring an MLS vet who can play, uh, like they advertised, he can hit, score goals with his head. Yep. He can, he's has scored Which goals. Which is good because the, the ball's in the air a lot. I know. So, so it, it's a good thing, I think. I think this is a nice signing for them. It doesn't stop them from getting other people down the road if they want to. So at, at this point, it's a decent signing. We said there'd be two to four strikers come in this offseason. Yeah. We're at two. Yep. We're pretty sure that we know of a third. My uh, revenue yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe maybe more. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I heard, I don't know, it was October that there was discussion. There was hopes of bringing in a striker that was within the league. Um, but not this particular one, I, I believe. <laughs> there, oh, there, there's, there was multiple names. Yeah, I heard. I heard um, many, many of these are obviously discussed in the Twitterverse, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting to see Kai come in. I don't think anyone um, holds out hope that he is like the going to be the, you know, the striker who plays every single starts every single game no. and scores twenty plus goals. Yeah, if that's people's it'd be, expectations, it'd be nice they're wrong. If it was. Yeah. You no, know, sure, it would be nice if that did happen. But I don't. If you, those are your expectations, I think you might be. Listen, in, every, everybody was happy with Freddie Montero last year, and he scored what thirteen. Like everybody yeah. thought he had a decent season, yeah. not not a spectacular season, yeah. a decent season. And then Kamara you got pe- gets twelve. I'll be happy with twelve. And, and then people are saying that Kamara is going to get ten at the most, or whatever. That you know, even that's fine because you got to expect Blundell to score some goals in there. Oh yeah, I mean he's going to be in the forties. So in the 40s. <laughs> yes, we're going to have over fifty goals just from from those two <laughs> the guys. Venezuelan Gerd Muller. <laughs> like they, they got from the striker position, they got sixteen goals last year. Yes. So if they if Kamara gets ten. And whatever Blundell gets, at least, if he gets at least six, that equals last year's. If he gets more, that's and even better. And so, always worth a, a, a few. I hadn't, I, sorry, I, I had not looked at that. Is that tr- That's the number, 16, 16 legal, goal, thir- legal goals. 13 from Freddie, three from Eric. And, and Breck Shea fell over. If you include Breck as well as a striker, which I don't think anyone no. really does. He's I, never scored from the plane. I don't think he's ever scored from a striker position. He scored from the wing position. Yeah, I'm so, I, I don't. I, I know we don't know. We do this sometimes too often, digging up old things. But doesn't it hurt to say that 16 league goals from a strike from all strikers last year? And what was it, 2013? We had 22 goals from one striker. Yes, very, very <laughs> yeah. true. I, I I like the signing. I've wanted Kamara to be here for a while. We first talked about it in 2015 when the photo which I've put out on Twitter, which Tom took at the end of the game, Kamara had swapped shirts with a white cap, so yeah. he came off the pitch in a white cap shirt. And when I initially tweeted that out back in 2015, it was like, oh, if only we could make this happen. Because he scores goals, and he scores goals in MLS. Yes, he's a bit older, but the white cats badly need an experienced head in that locker room. And totally agree with what you say, Steve. And you tweeted this out yourself today. It allows Blondell to ease into the league a little bit. The pressure is not on Blondell right away to be the guy that goes out and gets those goals. Or it shouldn't be. It will be from some quarters. But to me, Kamara should be seen as the main guy, the main goal scorer. No, people Blondell put, is the backup. People put pressure on everybody. Everybody's saying that uh, uh, some people were talking about when the other news came out that a certain young player was going to be a failure. He's not very good anymore. Uh, so people put pressure on everybody in, yes. in the, in the, on the Twitterverse. Okay, so obviously the ro- the 2018 roster building is is still in early stages. Yes, and a lot can still happen. Right, because you have to I, feel they have to get rid of some big salary as well to right. to kind of allow Kamaras to come in, unless he is indeed coming in as a DP. They've got the the ability with this new Tam, which we're going to talk about in the second segment, but. They've got the ability with the TAM to buy him down if a proper DP yeah. comes along. The, the, 
in your description there a moment ago when you said that you expect him to be the one to score the goals or what I, I think that's probably too heavy I I, I wouldn't I, I I think it's fair to expect him to be based on where things are at this moment to be the primary target player that they use I, I don't know if I'd expect him to be the number one source of goals I I, I because if, honestly because if do. they no because if they play Tony uh, wide or they play Tony behind him yeah I I would probably expect more from from him playing off of a person who's going to hold the ball well flick on the ball well that that kind of stuff so the, I mean you, you obviously like the Blondell signing because Freddie Montero he was the Colombian the low knee already you're down to Tony got, you're, you're, you're on, on short terms <laughs> with Anthony it's like Tony. Wait, I thought you meant Chani. I was confused why Chani was right, playing out yeah. wide. Anthony, no, that's Titi. The Venezuelan, whatever. We've got Kiki. Um, so, no, yeah, the one thing, uh, obviously people have been talking about this as well, is there is one of the concerns, aside from age and maybe contract and whatever, is kind of some of the off-field stuff. Because in the last two, let's say two years at least, maybe it's three, there's been concerns about Kai's... Situations that have happened with, amongst teammates, yes. especially obviously it, in Columbus. Initially. Lots of folk always throw out the phrase, oh, he's a cancer in the locker room. I've never really seen any evidence of that, I've got to say. Right. You you, you haven't. You weren't on the ground in Columbus. No. But yeah, there were there was concerns over what was happening there. Yeah. And then There's in, other, other allegations that everything's about Kai and if he's not happy with what's right. happening with him, he's not a team player. And, and we, blah, don't blah, blah, blah. The, we don't know how those no, exactly. things, are, our reports listen, are tainted. Listen, we don't listen know that. The, the, the thing in Columbus, if they didn't have Ola Kamara and they had maybe a better uh, number 10, they would have traded Higuain and they would have kept Kamara, if you think of it that way. They had a yeah. replacement for Kai Kamara. They got a deal done and they, they, they moved on from it. And yeah. Robo has said he knows him personally, so there's obviously already a good relationship right. there. And, but, and then in New England, the concern was when he didn't get the playing time he wanted, then he expressed that, which is maybe not a bad thing for a footballer. Right? I honestly have no problem with that, depending how you express it. Right. Now, you could be like certain Whitecaps residency players over the years that go barging into the manager's office. Or you could do it a nice way and sit down and talk yeah, to the manager. Yeah. Do you, have, you, have you seen some of his, like, uh, it wasn't about playing time. You see, it was, an, it was against MLS. Was it the shoes or socks? Yeah, the true or, sock. Yeah. Which I'd never that, heard of, but then after that I read into it, and it's like the, the true sock seems a fantastic product. Yeah. And why MLS don't want their players to wear that product is ridiculous. Well, because, because they're not being paid. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Now, for those of you listening to the podcast, we are now going to bring you the Kai Kamara conference call that took place on Monday, his first chat as a white cap. Kai over. Is uh, Kai, you on the line? Kai, do we have you? Yeah, I'm here. Just trying to fool you. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you bad, bad African connection. I can't hear me. Yeah. No. Okay, excellent. I believe we have everyone on the call. So as mentioned, we got Michael McCall from uh, MLS Soccer and AFTN, Josh Clipperton from Canadian Press, R. Joe Hall from Red Nation Online. Patrick Johnson from Vancouver Sun and Province, and Barham Dempsey from WhitecapsFC.com. So let's just kick it off. I'll give uh, Michael McCall honours. Hi, Kai. J- just wanted to, to ask, first of all, 
what's your what's your feelings? You, you've you've been in MLS a long time. You know how the the trade system works. Did did this come as anything of a surprise for you, or did you have a bit of an indication that there was going to be a move in the works this off season? Um, it's a bit of a surprise, definitely, but um, it was something that I had been pushing uh, towards to be you know to be honest. Obviously, I made it public with uh, Revolution in the summer. You know that uh, I would like to uh, forward my career elsewhere because I didn't feel like I was the right piece of the puzzle um, into the the system or the play that you know that was happening in uh, in New England. So a bit of a surprise, obviously, um, ending up in in Vancouver because um, all you ever hear is just the fans talking about it. You don't get a direct phone call to say from the club, "Hey, I'm trying to get you." So definitely, that's where the surprise comes from. Knowing how Vancouver play, do, do you feel that you do fit into the system a, a bit better here in Vancouver? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, uh, I'm attracted to the system, definitely am. Um, watched Vancouver play for, you know, numerous of games. You know, the, the atmosphere in that stadium um, and the way the guys play, the speed of attack and all that, and just the crosses in the box. You know, I'm a striker of and lives off, you know, just being in the box and uh, feeding off of that and really just watching that. It's sometimes you sit on the outside and say, oh, man, I wish I could be in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm really interested, you know, to, to join the team and and hopefully that's the same um, drive and system that continues with, with the boys and putting balls in the, in, the, in the box. And if I'm that guy that, you know, one or two of the players will rely on and say, well, now when I put a cross in, you know, I know Kai's going to fight for it. Whether or not I'm scoring it, but, you know, I'm always going to make myself known and, uh, you know, distract the defenders or anything else so we can continue to get goals. Josh? Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for doing this, Kai. Um, just wondering, uh, there's rumors back in, in 2016, obviously, about you coming to Vancouver. Was, did you feel like if it was, you know, after that sort of not happening that this might not happen? and, and Or did you feel like it was inevitable? Um, and in the back of your mind that maybe you one day would be able to make it on the West Coast? Yeah, actually, I, I actually felt like that one was closer than what just happened, um, you know, yesterday. Definitely um, from, from Columbus, um, one of those. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to end up in, in Vancouver and really excited about it. Um, it's actually funny story is um, the day I was getting traded to um, New England, I went into training knowing the fact that I've gotten traded. And in my head, you know, from all the Twitter craziness that was going on, I went into training thinking, oh, yeah, I just got traded to Vancouver Whitecaps. And so they told me I'm going to New England Revolution. I was like, oh, <laughs> they said it was Vancouver Whitecaps from all the Twitter stuff. But I don't listen to the Twitter stuff, and that's what I did in this time around, and it just happened so good. And just to follow up, you you uh, you you talked about the system uh, here in Vancouver and how it appeals to you. What about playing for for Carl? And, and I know that uh, you actually played against him at the start of your career. And can you, any any run-ins that you remember with him on the field? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl, he's, he's a competitor. I mean, you know, uh, somebody that played the game outside overseas, and you know. Uh, somebody that you respect and somebody like that when is in charge and uh, he's the leader now of something, he's going to want to put the same, you know, the same venom in all the players. And you can see that. You can see how, you know, the team has been playing. Um, yes, I had some run-ins, you know, with him. Um, he's a hard hitter, but, you know, I'm not a baby either. So I'm sure maybe that, that's what, you know, attracted uh, 
you know, my, my style and everything to him. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really happy that, you know, he chose me. He chose just, not just him, but the, the rest of the staff over there and, and, and putting trust in me, thinking, you know, I can be somebody that will help, you know, the team. And that's what I look forward to. But, you know, uh, Carl's always been, you know, that guy and that player. But at the same time, now that he's a manager, I can definitely, when I speak to Tony Chani before, you know, how, you know, the system and how the work, uh, the intensity is at training. I'm wondering how close you think Thank the Whitecaps are to uh, competing or winning an MLS Cup. Um, it's, 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 it's good. You know, um, I have to say every team in the beginning of the year in MLS has a chance to win an MLS Cup, and which, you know, uh, it's, it's shown in, in the past years there's been teams that went into the, the playoffs with, you know, being a wild card and making it to the final, but uh, it's it's a team that's competing. Vancouver has always been a team that's competing, but it's all about making playoffs. It's all about making playoffs, and that's the one goal when you, when you, when you start the preseason. So um, everybody will work towards that one goal, and you make playoffs. That's where everything everything changes. So making it into the playoffs is, is the number one goal, and I believe that, you know, with the rest of the guys and, you know, in that locker room, that's that's what you want to do. You don't want to cut your, your season short without a playoff. So, um if we push ourselves and get ourselves into the playoffs, then the, the, the job becomes, you know, even better to, to try to win a, a MLS Cup. And now that, you know, a Canadian team has won it, it just shows that, you know, the fight becomes even more because you want to be the next one, you know, to win it. You don't want them to be, you know, repeat. And do you, do you think you can uh, catch Landon Donovan for all-time goal scored? You're at 98 right now. Uh, I would love to. I would love to. I'm a goal scorer. I want to score goals. And, uh, no matter what I'm going to do, uh, I want to score goals. Actually, you said 98. That's just regular season. So I think I'm over 100, but thank you. Um, <laughs> but I would love to. I would, lo- <laughs> I, would, I would love to catch Landon. Landon is uh, it's one of, you know, the U.S. great. You know, I grew up in L.A., and I used to admire that guy when he played. He worked hard. Uh, but, again, now I'm going to get into a system where, you know, it's, it's all about feeding the striker. And I, I want that pressure on me, whether or not, you know, I'm going to score every game. But... I know definitely I'm going to be able to put some goals in the back of the net, and uh, you know it's going to put some numbers on my goal scoring sheet. But hopefully, it's going to put some points on the board and making us, you know, in the position that we want to be for playoffs. Patrick, Kai, you know you're, you know, admittedly 33. You're moving to Vancouver where there's a lot of travel. You have any concerns about, you know, dealing with long trips given, you know, where you're at in your career? I am. Uh, where I'm at in my career right now, I'm in Sierra Leone, West Africa, and that's a long trip. So I think I'm used to that. I'm used, <laughs> I'm used to that travel. I mean, that's the thing that most um, other players that haven't played in the MLS might not be used to. It's, you know, the travel around the MLS during the summertime, getting used to the, the, the weather and all that. But, you know, I've been in the MLS for, for, for years now. You know, I can cope to those things and those things don't bother me, and I don't want, you know, the number 33 to even be anything that rings a bell anywhere because I don't play that way. I, You know, I'm focused, I'm energetic, athletic, and I'm just, I just play. I just play soccer. I don't really worry so much, but I know how to take care of myself off the field to make sure that I'm ready, you know, when it comes to a game in New York City flying from, from, from Vancouver. You know, from from afar, you've always seemed to be a pretty outspoken guy. Do you think that's a, a fair thing to say? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I 
I let people know what I want. I let people know, you know, the person that I am. I mean, it's, it's nothing that I hide, but then that's something that, you know, I hope, you know, teammates respect because I'm a, I'm a competitor. I want to win. So when I'm screaming at you, it's not because I don't like you. It's because I want us all to be, you know, better. So that's, that's, that's how I push myself. But, and then again, when it comes to the fans, I mean, they know me as, yeah, I'm outspoken, but, you know, in a, in a positive way, you know, I, I like to connect with the fans and which I look forward to um, with the, the city brigade and the, Southsiders and all the rest of the guys over there. I look forward to connecting with everyone. Floor is open. Uh, yeah, I have a follow-up. It's uh, Josh again with CP. Um, you you, uh, you mentioned you're obviously back in Sierra Leone. You came to the U.S. and you were, you were 14. Why is it important for you to, to keep going back back to your, your home country? And I know you're involved with some charities there. Can you sort of just tell us some, why, why that's important to you? Yeah, uh, actually, first, yeah, I, I was in the U.S. when I was 16, and uh, obviously I was really attracted to this system of MLS, and they told me I have to go through the collegiate system to play in MLS, which, you know, I did in, at the age of 21. I was able to make it. Um, you know, I, I, I had interest to play for the U.S., but, you know, I'd been from away from home for a while, and I figured out that the best way to continue to come back to Sierra Leone was to play for the national team here. And through that, that's how I got connected with most of my family members and realized how many family members I have. So it's been, it's been wonderful um, coming back to Sierra Leone. And really, as a, as a professional, you know, of, of, of anything, you know, the best way is for you to go back to your roots and see how many smiles you can put in people's faces. And to me, that's what it's always been about. You know, it's, it's not about, you know, how much you make or, you know, the, the fame and the this, but... You know, I use those things to give back to, you know, where I come from. You know, actually, I'm standing where I'm standing. I'm looking across the the, the road to the to the mudslide, you know, that I've been raising funds to. And uh, this is my view, you know, from my house forever. And uh, it's really sad to see people that, you know, went through stuff like that, people that don't have anything. So when I come back home and they say, Kai Kamara, or I'm able to give somebody a T-shirt and he puts a smile on their face. And I walk around town and I see somebody wearing something that I gave, you know, maybe two, three years ago. Uh, I feel proud of that, and I feel like I can make an impact in this country, and uh, so that's why I love coming back. Just one final one for me. Did you, I know you're you're obviously a long way from from Toronto, but did you did you watch the MLS Cup final? And, and if if so, I mean, you, does it you know no. start spark spark? You know, did you didn't look? Okay, I thought maybe it started sparking the uh, competitive juices. Yeah, I I, I heard uh, it's it's it, it, from some some people is saying it was one of the best finals, but. Um, Toronto, Toronto was a good team this year, but then again, you know that's this year. Um, they 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 did everything you know possible and they won the cup. Um, I wasn't able to watch the full game. I've seen highlights. You know, there's definitely some players that that produced and uh, have done well for them. But again, like I said earlier, it's uh, it's all about you know making it to the playoffs in this league. Um, so starting from from preseason and the goal always is you know let's make it to the playoffs. So depending on how many players return back to a team, you know, which definitely helps, and how many players have an MLS uh, experience also definitely helps into, into going forward. So really just, you know, I'm excited. Like I said, again, you know, Toronto winning it, it should be motivation for, you know, Vancouver or even Montreal, you know, to, to say, you know, I want to be the next, uh, you know, next Canadian team to win the MLS Cup. Hi, it's Michael again. I just wanted to ask a, a couple of quick things. You've been in the league for a while. You went away and you came back. How have you seen the league change where it stands today from what it was like when you first joined the league? Yeah, I, first, obviously, when I joined the league in 2006, you know, the main attraction was David Beckham. And, uh, you know, he helped really push the league and, uh, 
and uh, the media front, you know, give the league a recognition, you know, when I uh, um, continue to play in the MLS and all the way to leaving the league in, uh, in, 12, in, in 2013, going to Norwich City, um, enjoyed my time over there, and which gave me more of an itch to play in England. Um, unfortunately, going into Middlesbrough, I didn't, you know, stay there long. Um, but while I was in England, I could not stop hearing from teammates and players asking me how they can get into the MLS, how they can play in the MLS. And, and these are younger players, not older players. So because of that, it was something to push me to say, you know what, I could go back and, you know, try to win a championship. And, you know, so when I had the chance, you know, to, uh, to leave, and it was a no-brainer, you know, me and my wife just thought about it and said, you know what, let's get back home. And uh, I would love to, you know, get back and, and win a championship. So that was uh, one of the reasons why I came back. And uh, luckily enough, we made it to the final, but not able to win it. But uh, that drive is still in me. That drive is in me every day. And that's why I want to be in a place to compete. I want to be in a place, you know, that has the same drive as I do, you know, is to win an MLS Cup. And you, you were with Kansas for a while, but since you've come back to MLS, this will be your, your third club since, since you've returned back to the league. Are you hoping for a bit of stability now? Do you see yourself being here? Ideally, if things work out for for a couple of years, maybe end your career here. Yeah, why not, man? I'm, I'm maybe even get a Canadian passport. You know, I won't be opposed to that. No, I, uh, I definitely. It, it was one of those when I was coming back to the MLS, saying I only want to get back to Kansas, but um, it's different now. It's different because everybody's competing. Everybody wants to win something. So it wasn't just about going to Kansas and trying to win something. Yes, I was in Columbus, New England, and now going to Vancouver, and i definitely looking to, to, to stay, looking to win something. I'm not, you know, looking to test waters, you know, one year here and then move, and if it doesn't win, then try a different club. But, you know, it's about building something and uh, playing in Kansas for four years, you know, build one of the best, you know, uh, 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 soccer cities ever. And I'm not saying we're going to build that in Vancouver because it's already there. But definitely want to be part of something that's that's going to build a championship team. You know, whether it's you know this year, uh, uh, next year, or the year after, or the year after. So you know, I'm looking forward to just being there and seeing you know what the plans is. That's great. Thanks, Kai. Good luck with everything. But so, I like the Kamara signing. Yeah, but there were good. other rumors too before there, the yeah. signing. He was one of them. Yeah, I, I, I put out on Twitter. I broke the story on Twitter that Kamara was the guy that signed. Unless you've read something like the the province where apparently Steve Ewan did the digging, which I, I think just involved <laughs> him digging, reading my Twitter profile. He digs it. So yeah, I put that news out there, and I'll be honest. My initial tweet I think did confuse folk because I was talking about two different rumors in it. But I didn't really differentiate that. Oh, right, yeah. That I'd been told that there was a big target man that the Whitecaps were going to announce this weekend, which was Kai Kamara. I, yeah, some thought it was Alan Gordon. Yeah. Former, former well, Whitecaps, Some Alan thought Gordon. I was talking about the first player who I'd mentioned in the tweet as well, which was Obafemi Martins. <laughs> and yes, there was a little bit of trolling from me and that of the Seattle fans in the lead up to the MLS Cup. But I was genuinely told through a source um, that... Obafemi Martins has been offered to the Whitecaps to MLS on a loan deal. It looks unlikely to happen now, if we've yeah, Kamara. For sure. But never say never because there's other situations 
very fluid that we don't know what's going to happen with other big name, big money players, players that's already on the White Caps roster. So it's not dead in the water. What they even and mentioned, if anything, it's going to have the Seattle fans' head exploding, uh, which my initial tweet did, which it worked a treat. Uh, um, it, they also mentioned, I think, in one of the articles too today that the the Montero thing's not off the board. But I think that's done. Yes, that's a I, done deal at this point. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they, because they're protecting. The Chinese club said, well, the Chinese club said they were willing to loan him back to the Whitecaps for this season. And a little bear, way better deal, I'm sure. Yes, for them. So it might be that the Whitecaps say no. But they have protected him in the expansion yeah. draft because they now he's pr- going to be they free his in twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, but he they own his rights. So if they want to loan him back to MLS and another club in MLS yeah. want him, they now have to give the Whitecaps yeah. something for him. That's a good Which, move. Didn't they? Did they pay to Minnesota right. to move up to first in the allocation, allocation order? Right, right. Yeah, it was it was Anthony who they paid one point three. No, they paid Dallas fifty fifty two. Yes, yeah, to for get for his discovery, discovery rights. rights. Yes. Because Dallas is the only what? one discovered him. Yeah. One of the 12 MLS mechanisms for acquiring players. There's just 12? It feels I, I so saw, much more. I read an article this week and it started with, Did there th- are 12 mechanisms that it, you it can sign players. 12 that folk learned about 12 days, t- 12 mo- modes of food. Yeah, but it's still 12 you days should do that. You should do that in we your should. festive. Yeah. Well, that'll be our count. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. But I, I mentioned the expansion list, so yeah. let, let's just get to that now. So Freddie Montero, one of the players that the, the Whitecaps are protecting. They're protecting Ali Gazal, Eric Curtado, Kai Kamara, Stefan Marinovic, Nicholas Mosquito, Freddie Montero, Norwinski, Parker, Reina, Chani, and good old Kendall Waston. Now, automatically protected players are the homegrowns and next year's signing off Blondell. So yeah. Samurai Kugby, Marco Bustos, Fonzi, McKendry, yeah, who's not even a white cap anymore. Well, he's still there until his rights. Yeah, until his rights. Yeah. David Norman Jr. and Russell Tiber. So that left, I won't go through this big list. But yeah, yeah, make, make the, the, the main guys. Yeah, there's the, 19 available Whitecaps players in this expansion draft. And I'm going to put inverted commas around Whitecaps players because they haven't picked up the options on all these guys. But under MLS rules, they're Whitecaps players. So there's a couple of surprises in there for me. Christian Teixeira. That's a surprise. Marcel de Jong in some ways surprises me, but not in others. A, because of his age. B, because he's Canadian. Well, yeah, and he counts. He's not a... He wouldn't be a domestic yeah. in MLS's yeah. flawed system exactly. of domesticity. Nice. So De Jong's not protected. That kind of really surprises me in, in some ways. But Teixeira, I think, is is the big one. But again, not really because he's on a high salary. And he's international. And he is an international. Yes. Which yeah. a lot of people were upset that, you know, why did they protect Eric Hurtado? Eric Hurtado. Because he's domestic. Yeah. He's domestic. Yeah. It's hard to find good domestic, not like decent domestic players. I think Robo's also made it very clear. Eric's not going anywhere. Yeah. He has a lot of time for Eric. He, he said himself, and you tweeted this out, Eric's not a guy, going back to what we said earlier, that barges into the, the manager's he's office not and make demands a fuss. playing yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. He just puts his head down and works harder and takes it when he gets it. Yeah. I like his attitude. Yeah. And I know we've been critical, or I've been critical of him over the years, but he's turned me around totally. Some of my friends, uh, they had the Hurtado at Red Card on Saturday. Nice. Delicious pizza. Oh, the Hurtado pizza that we're talking about, yes. What, so what is the Hurtado pizza? I can't pizza? remember. I had it once. I can't remember. <laughs> ah. Well, it must be a lot of booze in there. can't but, remember. <laughs> I mean, to me, it makes complete sense, because he's the guy that kind of would get picked up. You're guaranteed a couple of goals from him. He's got a pedigree in MLS, and he's cheap. Yeah. 
I don't know if he's LAFC No, you know what? They might have selected him if they see that the fact that they can maybe somebody else would be yeah, interested in him too. Him on to someone else, because yeah. it's going to be a lot of that. Is, 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 is it a good thing? Do you, uh, do you think it plays any role whatsoever, the fact that uh, one of the people making the decisions in, uh, for LAFC is John Thorrington, and he has, a re- he has at least some relationships with some people in Vancouver? Do you no. think it helps at all? I don't know. I, I don't, not sure if anybody... Maybe. But if it is John Thornton, that is likely to mean that David Edgar will go to LA with all his injuries. <laughs> he can relate to, to John Thornton. David Edgar got hit by a <laughs> car. True. There's not a big difference. Yeah. Still injuries. But is, is there any other players on that list that jumped out at you as big big surprises? Well, again, when I when I put out a quick list, because I was going to do an article, but then I realized that they were going to release it Sunday ago, and there's no point in doing an article at this point. I thought I didn't realize that they would have to protect Montero's rights. I did not realize that. No. Um, so I, uh, I think the 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 play, like you said, Tichera is the big one that surprised, especially over Nic- uh, Nicholas Mosquita. I thought they would have protected Tichera over Mosquita because Mosquita, while he's good off the bench, he's not a starter, and LAFC is not going to pick up. And they didn't protect Mosquita last time, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, other than that, no, Brexia, I expected to be, re- re- uh, and then Jordi Reyna was a little bit of a surprise, but I guess maybe they have no information of what's going on in Peru Ugh. to, 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 you know, that's why they're maybe protecting him because they, maybe they think he's going to be okay. Well, the, like, like, cause I wouldn't have protected him if at this point, if, unless I knew something. I was going to talk about Jordi, but just before we do it, anyone on that list, Zach, yeah, I know. I agree with you guys on the surprises of who, who, who was included there. Yeah. Nico ahead of, of Christian because of what they've done in the past. Yeah. It must have to do with, yeah, his salary, his salary. and the, the TAM involved in his whatever. Like, I think that's got to play a big role. Also, you have to be honest and say to Shara, he goes up and down in form as well. But, but, but he's, he was contributed, pretty he's yes. contributed more I, than Nico. I like him. And I love Nico. Yeah. Like, and I, I give me the choice there too. I would pick to Shara every day of the week. He's been pretty consistent this year. This year yeah. he's been. You have last to admit year, that last year was a so horror. Are we going to get a season good, a season bad? I mean, who knows? But that's the facts. Of life. Is there anyone on that list that you actually realistically think LA are going to take? No, unless it's Brexit and they wanted to have like a you know a golden boy for their American or, golden boy or for trade their team. bait or yeah. Well, the some th- of that. I think the fact that they only get five picks instead of ten that's going to be a big difference. Lessens the likelihood that someone gets taken. And I really think if there if there's a concern, if they're concerned that someone or someone's rights or whatever are going to be taken, I, I, I think they plan ahead. Or if they're they're fools, if they don't, yeah. We yeah. talk to LA. Just we've heard it in the past. Lots of deals are made about if you don't do this, we'll do this for you, whatever. And I, well, one the one trade that happened today is uh, they traded a fourth <laughs> round pick for an international <laughs> spot. Now international spots are pretty valuable, so that that's to some clubs. No, and and so that I'm assuming is going to be a thing where LA. I don't think any. If I'm, I'd be very surprised if anybody gets picked from Atlanta, basically mm-hmm. from for LA because they got an international spot for a pretty cheap price. There is, of course, we talked about Jordan Harvey could end up there, but he will be a free agent. So they yeah, can there's no need to pick a, him. A contract. Yeah. Yeah, so if they take him, those so. free agents, they still have to negotiate a new deal. Yeah. 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 So there'd be no point in doing that. If they haven't got a keeper lined up, Usted could maybe interest them. That's the the only one yeah. that I thought. But yeah. But that's such a high wage. I don't. No, I don't think they're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Unless uh, uh, and then. Uh, b- Bradley coaching Norway yes, in Scandinavia. Stavik. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. And, he's pl- and he's played in the Portland tournament against Osted. Yeah. yeah. serves correct. Yeah. But again, yeah, maybe renegotiate that deal afterwards because yeah. no one else is then probably going to take him. 
So we talked about Jordi Reyna's had his protection taken. A lot has come out in the press in the last week in Peru. Now, obviously, have to take a lot of these things with a pinch of salt because it's very sensationalist. We don't know what we don't know what Peru's like. uh, You know, their how their guidelines are for the press. Whether they're very tabloid. Like like here, it's a little different than there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're relying on translations, which can get misunderstood as well. In my line of work, uh, I get to walk through life with people in some of the most exciting moments of their life and also in some of the most difficult moments of their life. And I cannot imagine this poor girl's family and all all this that they're going through. Again, I think that's what everyone should remember first and foremost. Whether it's tabloid, whether it's true, whether it's somewhere in the middle, like this is awful. Yeah. Like this is horrible. Horrendous, yeah. and as a parent myself, yeah. like, I don't yeah. have kids in that age range yet. But like, I can't, I can't yeah. imagine. No, the that's my that's my biggest fear public. when they get in that age range. Like, yeah. even like, uh, well, I mean, it's it's played out publicly. That's yeah. that's the bad thing, yeah. and we don't know what's fact. We don't know what's fiction. We don't know what's leaks. We don't know what's just oh, let's just make something up. For, rumor mongering, yeah, yeah. Sen- sensationalism. We don't know what lies people are maybe telling to put out there because they're deflecting stuff from themselves. There's just so much that we don't know. And the family's hearing what they're hearing yeah. so the, out of the news, and so they're going to attach themselves to whoever, whoever the news is blaming. They're going to go after yeah. that person. Right? I, well, we have to say, though, like with the news and the information that has come out, it, it doesn't look good, and it doesn't paint them in a good light no matter what the eventual outcome is. Yeah. Because some of the stuff that came out this week was... The, the poor girl's phone had gone missing. And then one of the reports was the phone had been found in Jordy's apartment. So again, you don't know if that's true. There was the fact that he had apparently told the police that he didn't know her. But then her phone showed that he'd sent messages to her and arranged to meet her before they had all met up at the club. And then she decided not to. But that, so if, those, that, if that if that's is true... We don't know if it's a fact. We don't know if that's Allegedly, a fact, But if that is yeah. true, he's lied to the police. So yeah. there's that aspect of it, which isn't good. I reached out to the White Caps for, for a comment after the fact that one of the more recent reports was that the White Caps were going to terminate his contract and that a club in Peru were keen Alli- to, to take him on. Alliance. Alli- yeah, Alliance. Yeah. So they were maybe going to t- take the contract on, but the White Caps wouldn't comment on that. They would tell me, though, that they have been in regular contact with the player throughout all of this. It's going to be hard because the communication, the time differences and everything like that. I just hope that whatever happens, the family get peace out of this. And it's not as bad as it looks. From a football perspective, you want Jordy back here. But if some of the stuff that's come out is true, it is going to make it difficult, I think, for him to return. Some folk might not accept him, judging by the initial lynch mob on Twitter that, that we've seen every time something comes out. And yeah. as we keep saying, you have to take these reports with a pinch of salt. I don't want to believe them, but I'm not naive or blind enough to, to think, oh, no, that can't be true. They're just making it up. So you have to keep an open mind here. And I'm looking at both sides of it. And if the stuff that does come out is true, it's not looking good. That's a, uh, that's a fair yeah. a fair to say. So we'll, we'll just move on and we'll, we'll shut this section off very soon. But just before we do, let's let's finish on some good news. Well, for some people, Russell Tybert resigned a deal this week. Uh, Rusty is back. Happy? 
I I'm, I have no problem with him being back. I'm not upset like some people. I are. want to see his salary before I decide if I'm happy with him being no, back. I, I I am happy that that Russell is back. Uh, yeah, I've read a lot of the comments on online about about you know yeah salary is one of them. His the perception that he is okay with maybe not always being a starter, but wants to be a part of the the club and what the club yeah. is going to achieve. He, he does love it here. And I've got to say, in this modern day of football, to actually have a player that wants to be with your club and nice. shows loyalty to your club is so rare that it is nice. Yeah. And I know I rag at him a lot. I like Russell as a person. I spent time chatting to him. He's always super friendly when we, we chat. Yeah. I just don't think he's an MLS quality. That's the only reason that I rag on him. Now, if he can go out there and prove me wrong, and maybe it's a confidence thing, maybe he's known that he's so far down the pecking order that it's affected him confidence-wise, but if he can now think, I've got my chance to show that I'm worth this and go out there and do it, then fair play to him. I, I, I disagree with you. I don't think he's MLS starting quality, but I think he he does have a spot on a roster. There's 30 people on a roster. And you need people that are able to, and he's a similar guy to Hurtado, and they mentioned that, that he's not going to be upset yeah. that if he doesn't start, you know, he's not going to cause a fuss. And you need those kind of guys in your depth. Oh, totally. And, he, and he's, yeah. Look, I, would, I would agree with you, yeah. Steve. I think he's, I think he is uh, an MLS player. Uh, I think in the right situation, he could be even a starter in, M- in MLS. The biggest problem is a lot of people here don't feel he is a starter or and, and are, get frustrated about, you know, the, the money he was yeah. on or the, whatever. The only but, reason I don't think he's a starter is I think he's a bit one-dimensional. If he can add that attacking part to his game that we saw in his fantastic season and as a residency with kid. all the assists yeah. and everything, if he can bring that back to his game, I'm totally Wait, sold okay, on him. Well, you say bring that back to his game. Who knows his content? Maybe he's been told not to bring it. He's been told to play defensive <laughs> yeah. midfield. He's been told to play holding midfield. Ali Ghazal doesn't offer very much. He's pretty one-dimensional. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take that. That's true. Yeah, like... But we'll, we'll be back with some more Whitecaps chat after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast. Now you head off at the, the top of the show that their advisory content uh, in this episode of, of the podcast, we'll, we'll just play that for you again because, yep, there's going to be some swearing in this episode, especially in our wavelength song that we've got coming up. And some things that we're going to talk about in this segment as well, TFC winning the MLS Cup, how can you not swear? <laughs> but before we get to that, I want to just finish off some Whitecaps news for the week. The, the additions that we've seen so far... Now, we were just talking about this during the break. A lot of fans on Twitter today have been very critical of the Whitecaps. In fact, anything that Whitecaps do there's a, is a segment of the support that is highly critical. And we're highly critical of them at times as well. You've got to remember, this is the second week of December. A lot of the additions in previous seasons haven't come till January or February. So they're making these additions early. D- do you see that? as th- that they've deliberately gone out to try and do that, to to try and end the year on a high after what many see as a disappointment? Uh, I, oh, I think you know this, Michael. Like All their moves are calculated. They have, they have meetings where they sit down and say, when do we want to announce this? MLS says, you cannot announce this until this happens, right? Like, we know that that's how this works. So, yes, this, all of this is intentional. Bad news on Friday night. Yeah, Friday bad, afternoon. Bad news, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Davide, Eric, both released Friday, like 4.59 p.m. Yeah. Uh, or traded or whatever, transferred. Um, yeah, so no, it, everything everything is calculated. It is, uh, I think, for for most people who care about, about the, you know, the club, the team, it's nice that there is some positive news, right? There's these three new new additions already. Uh, it helps you, yeah, feel like one stuff is happening. Two, it's positive things that are happening, yeah, uh, and helps keep you engaged. I think I think to some level. So I think it's everything. It keeps, it, nothing is by accident. It keeps our show going because we didn't expect this much news. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were just going to have some shorter shows in the off season. Now, an interesting thing that our good friend Harjeet Jahal at Hard Journalist on Twitter, ego eyed. Sherlock Holmes style. Notice that the videos that the Caps released of Robbo extending the contract of some players, Anthony Blundell's signing, and Kai Kamara's clip where he's talking about how good Kai Kamara is, he has the exact same outfit on. Yep. So they were obviously all recorded at the same time at the end of November. So this Kamara deal has been in the works for a long time. Well, I'm sure it was. They they probably have. Uh, they just can't announce it, like you said. They had. Yeah. They had to, it would this, explain how I find out about it this week, right enough. But the but the uh, the Kai, like the, obviously the, there was a trade uh, opening for like uh, six a.m. or something. It was. It was yeah, like six a till ten. Yeah, and I actually kept waking up every half hour. Just appeared looked at the phone see if there were any alerts. And it came, I think it came at eight thirty or something. The yeah, first one. So. I woke up at nine thirty and immediately checked my phone yeah. and it, the full email which said. Whitecaps add two time, and I was like, "Kamara." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree with you there that it's 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 interesting. Yeah, and obviously, uh, some other news that came out this week: uh, Alfonso Davies was reported out of Edmonton. In fact, that yes. that he Adam is Cook. he's got an invitation to um, uh, Manchester United for training stint, a trial or Subject training, to the, a training stint. Yeah. Subject to, because they won't call it a trial, because of legalities with him being underage, but a training stint subject to the CSA agreeing to international forms being signed and the Whitecaps agreeing to. Now, a a good thing? Puts him in the shop window? I'd imagine it probably would be sooner rather than later. And I think it's a good thing because even if uh, Manchester United is not interested, it still has raised his profile, other teams will look at yeah. it more. And this is not new, though, right? Like, we've had players do oh, the yeah. best. Sam, Marco, Marco Bussos when he went with 14 yeah. or something like that yeah. to I Liverpool. Yeah. Also, yeah. look how many players we sign, and in their bio it says, oh, had a trial with Manchester City, or had a trial yeah. with Chelsea, yeah. and all that kind of it, stuff. It expands the profile of the player, and more, player, more scouts are going to come and watch him in person. If you know, There might be a German team that's interested now. There might be... Um, a Dutch team, you know, somewhere else, a French team. His possibilities are open then at that point When once he gets that first training stint. Well, let, let's just hope that 2018 is the year of players on trial yeah. in a good way. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And then, uh, obviously, another former cap is actually on trial. Uh, Kakura Mane is off to Germany. Yes. I think he's back now, isn't he? Well, right? well then he's back. Yeah. But he was in uh, Germany. Your, your neck of the woods, <laughs> Union Berlin. My neck of the woods, yeah, <laughs> because I'm part German and yeah. I, I've been to I've been to I actually haven't been to a Union game and they're actually really awesome. But quality, quality they're, displays. They're a sec, a second Bundesliga, I think. Yeah, okay. but they're they're, they're, they're in a show with the show for promotion. They also are a good club. They do a lot of good work off the pitch as well. Another kind of St. Pauli style club. So. Yeah. yeah, they like I think too. Like their supporters, their the supporters and ultras there. I think did like was it they did the renovations to their own stadium or something. It saved. Yeah. Uh, Great. There's lots of good stories about Union. Three players who good are anyway. three players who are on the move. 
Yes, uh, to for, Fre- for definite. To Fresno. I got it right this time. <laughs> um, what do you usually say, Sacramento? I kept saying Reno, Reno. for oh, Reno. Right. Steve sent them to Reno, so they're going to be very surprised. <laughs> yeah, the, the first three residency players announced, not big surprises. Sean Melvin, goalkeeper, yeah. expected that, talked about that. Tern Campbell, and another one. And Matthew Baldissimo. Yeah. Michael Baldissimo, not one of those players. He is still playing for the U18s. U19s. Oh, U19s. Nice. That's right. So, I forgot about that. So he's still playing there. So that's why he hasn't gone. But there was a few interesting names on the list of players that the Whitecaps have now released. Caden mm. Chung, who we talked about, is going to go and explore opportunities in Germany. Good luck to him. But the big surprise for me, Gloria Amanda. Not going to Fresno. Looking at college. But can't go to NCAA because well, he signed a pro. I said that. Okay. Um, and then Brandon Timko from the Whitecaps tweeted me saying, no, that, that him and Tommy Gardner are looking at their NCAA options. But someone from NCAA emailed me and said, there is no way from the facts that are known about their contracts that they are eligible for NCAA. Yeah, that's what I think. If they signed a so, pro contract, they're well, not eligible. Did no. they sign a pro contract? Yeah. That could be the thing. We don't okay. actually know what contract okay. they signed them on. Yeah, no, I... The Whitecaps seem to think they're NCAA eligible. I don't. I think they're going to end up at UBC. And I think TSS Rovers are going to have the best possible team this season coming. And remember, the, nice. no defenders, but a fantastic attack in remember, midfield. Remember uh, the, the, the whole issue with Derek Bassey? Yeah. Uh, and back oh, like, yeah. in the first couple of years when he got released and then but he tried really, to go back to SFU. Really. Tim Hickson as well screwed over his NCAA yeah. by yeah. signing the PDL deal. Yeah. So so I don't think if they signed it any kind of deal where they're making oh, money, they, they think, will not be eligible. No, I think there's ways around it now. Don't, so, don't so, believe NCAA. <laughs> I, I was told one of the ways in D2 was they could sit a year out, but I was then told by this person that emailed me that that is not the case either. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Glory lands up somewhere good, so so that's fine. And the final Whitecaps news that kind of came out this week, that the preseason friendlies have been finalised. Hooray. They're not going to Portland, which I'm disappointed by. I was looking forward to my annual week in Portland with a dog. Yeah, last year was great. You have so I didn't many. Go last year because no, it was, it, oh, it was, was it two years I went ago? to Wales. Remember, no, was it two years ago? Two years ago, we yeah. went to the egg cart. But you have, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have so many annual weeks in Portland. True, I had. It's like it's about three up. annuals a, a year. Well, actually, because <laughs> of that, I've decided not to go to any of the preseason games because I've thought I'm going to save my money. They're meaningless friendlies. It's going to be really hot because mm. they're they're going to Hawaii. Yes. Then Vegas. A group is going to Vegas, yeah. and another <laughs> group is going. going to I think, to, the, to I think the people that are nineteen and over or twenty one and over will be going to Vegas. <laughs> and no, I, actually, I think it'll be the exact LA. opposite. Oh, you think yeah, so? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, keep them away from the casinos. But yeah, I, they've now got some games lined up in LA. They're playing the Galaxy, LAFC, UCLA. So a, a nice warm trip for them. But I, I think I'm going to skip preseason this year. I'm still hoping to go to Vegas just because I've never been and I'd only go for family or for football. Yeah. And I don't have any family there. I don't have anyone. Hang- Actually, we almost went once to visit a friend there, but um, here in the area. But uh, no, I so I have no reason to ever go there, but now I have a reason. Yeah. So I highly recommend getting on one of the little private planes and flying over the Grand Canyon as well because it's fantastic. Oh, I've been to the Grand Canyon. But not by not by plane, yeah. but I've been there, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So busy week for the Whitecats. And as Steve said, we didn't think it was going to be so busy this off-season based on the, the last couple. But it's also been a, a busy week, I guess, in MLS. Third straight year, 
One of Vancouver's rivals have won the MLS Cup. FML, as I believe the, the young, the young army of devoted uh, followers in the dorms it's hard not, say. It says that's what it says in the wall, right? FML, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> FML <laughs> too. It does say that in the wall. Folk maybe thought I was joking last week. I didn't watch the MLS Cup. Oh, neither and did I. I honestly have not seen a single minute of it. No, no I, di- I didn't even no watch the highlights. No. no. I, I went to VMSL game. Um, Campo Atletico, BCT, Rovers, Tigers United. Duncan Nicol was there, so he was giving me updates during the game. I briefly saw, as I was fast-forwarding through one of my PVR games this morning, TFC players lifting the cup. Yeah, but, sorry you had to see that. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of it, so I can't talk about it. Steve hasn't watched it either. I, I was I, watching Star Wars. W- were, oh, nice. they, were they I, worthy winners? I, that's... I, yeah. I went to Red Card to hang out with some some friends and watch the game, and uh, it was great to see some friends. We'll, we'll <laughs> no, they, I, I, we we the game was there. We watched the game. Yeah, they were the better team on the day. Uh, the, the I'm nice, assuming Victor Vasquez was the difference in the game because he seems uh, to be the no? no. I mean, he he got a like a very fortunate goal at the end. Oh, the one off the post? Uh, yeah. I, I only I found out today that. he'd got the second. Because I knew yeah. Artidore had got yeah. the first from Duncan, but I didn't know he'd got the second. Yeah, no, the... The tweets I saw said Michael Bradley, basically, yeah. was yeah. The, the guy that yeah. ran the show for them. Oh, yeah. Also, Stephen Fry, I believe. Stephen Fry made out, some huge saves, saves yeah. From, uh, yeah, I think yeah, Toronto not won, it would have been against the run of play. Okay, that would uh, um, For me, the most important things are the, the pre-match, <laughs> the pre-match TIFO. And uh, so Toronto did something different. Last year they did like a rigged one with their awesome rigging setup there that their uh, their club really supports them well with. Um, but they uh, they uh, they did a different one. But the timing was really weird because it almost it was almost like it was supposed to be like a European style where it's held up when you the players walk out, but it was more like held up during the anthems and then like not at, it was taken down. So it was just a little bit weird, but it was it was okay. And uh, but the the highlight of the support of the, of the game was right before the second goal, uh, Inebriati had like th- something like thirty ish like real flare, not smoke. They had smoke, but they also had real flares, and they started to light them like I think on the as the rush started to come. So and the TSN didn't want to highlight it too much. Apparently, the American channel showed more of it. So this is why the MLS guy was videoing all this stuff. Maybe, there was a maybe. tweet tonight about how he was videoing the security everything. guy. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, I saw so, that. So they, there was like tons of flares. Nice. Like before the goal went in, and then in the celebration, the, it it looked very nice. So I mean, great, great for Canadian soccer. Canada's no way, no, sh- no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. Stop ESPN that. tweeted out O Canada. Like, no, oh. it's not O Canada. It's so, O Toronto. To show yes. how, to show how to, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I think it happened. I heard about it was happening before the before, like at the end of last week. To show how tone deaf MLS is, I believe they decided to honor the retiring Patrice yes, Bernier. They did. Like, I how saw that. how moronic do you have to be? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like I swear, someone just said, "Oh, he's Canadian." The game is in Canada. Let's honor him, right? I don't know what happened. I didn't read. I didn't. I don't know if he got got booed or everyone was like showed respect or whatever. But like, what an awful idea! Like you, you, you like, and and if you're him, obviously you're not going to say no, right? I, I find I I would find well from knowing Patrice a little bit I, and what I know of him, I find it really hard that he would say no. I don't. You know, no. You want to honor me? No. Let's whatever. Oh, yeah. But like, why would you? Can you not just wait for first kick in Montreal next year? 
Like it was, it was moronic. So, um, uh, of the three uh, rivals that have won the uh, MLS Cup, uh, who would you rank as the one that hurt the least and hurt the most? I'll, I'll go in reverse. Uh, I'll go first. Sorry, in reverse, I, I, I think the least hurting is TFC winning, only because. Uh, the only person I like who is a f- supporter of any of these three teams is uh, Daniel Squizzato. So I'm happy to see him, uh, you know, after all he suffered. So that's number three. Number two is Seattle winning. And number one is Portland winning only because they didn't beat a rival of ours. See, see Toronto, beat, Toronto beat Seattle, Seattle beat Toronto. So that was okay because one of our rivals actually suffered during that year. Portland defeated Columbus and they defeated him on a goal that should never have counted that was out of bounds yeah. by like three feet. So that kind of, uh, that negates everything. So me, for me, it's Portland. You guys? I, I... Let's go to Michael. <laughs> for, for me, actually, the least uh, frustrating one was the Portland one by far. Uh, and that was first too, so that's probably why it was more I, I'd probably say the most frustrating because I view them as the the most significant and largest rival was the Seattle victory. But, but Toronto... Toronto, they completed a treble, which is crazy. Uh, so that was that made that one, I think, a little bit uh, elevated the f- frustration of the pain of it. I, right. B- before I do my three, what I want to say is TFC. For years, I thought TFC stood for total fucking crap. <laughs> and for years, it did, to be, to be fair. But now they've got a totally foolproof way of, of winning trophies. You just go and spend money. Isn't that what everybody wants Vancouver to do? See, I can't knock it in some ways because East Fife won the 2008 Scottish League 2 Championship by outspending the whole division. Everyone hated us because we did it. Did I care? Did it taint it from us looking at it? No. So if my team does it, it's great. My rival does it, I hate it. Um, by the way, Zach, I owe you five bucks because uh, you had the first hour where he was going to mention East Fife. I thought second hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just thought, you know. I genuinely. Well, but hang on, we didn't think it was going to be about winning something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. That should have been a bonus. My, my my one that hurts the least was Seattle winning it last year. Wait, East Fife winning something or spending lots of money? <laughs> well, we nearly went bankrupt two years later because we had all these players and high salaries and our benefactor you're, left. You're Gretna in disguise. Yeah, pretty much. We did get some money from from the guy that owned Gretna to help buy the club as well. Oh, That's man. a whole, whole other story. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Keep yeah, on. so my, my three, two, one, the, the one that hurts the least to me is actually Seattle. Just because it was the second year. Oh, the game was crap. They, and I didn't the game was it, awful. It was the second year, so I'd already had my heart broken by Portland. TFC, to me, hurts the second most because I wanted Vancouver to be the first Canadian club yeah. to win it. For both you guys, it's Portland. For me, it was Portland because wow. I wanted us to be the first Canadian right. or Cascadian yeah. club to do it. True. And That's then Portland you, screwed that over for us. Yeah. So I didn't want a rival to lift it. And then a rival lifted it. And I, as, I, was, I said as, to Steve on the phone today, I still hold out hopes that we we're going to lift the MLS Cup one day. He told me to get over that, <laughs> that in any way, shape or form. But if Colorado can do it, admittedly, MLS oh, 2.0. That was 1.5. That was <laughs> as uh, Portland's... Tifo to kick off the next season after they won said yeah you always remember your first yeah so I, I've got to go with Portland a couple more MLS things we'll just quickly talk about before we wrap this section up the the MLS trade window opened today the Walker Zimmerman trade was interesting because they got oh. they got 500,000 in allocation yes. the first 
250 of each. Yeah, yeah 250. Was... And the first spot in the allocation ranking, Yeah, which one I... of the modes of uh, acquiring yes, players. Yes, which I, I think is obviously because they want to bring Breck Shea back to Dallas. Well, and then the White Cats will take the number one spot. That doesn't, and then we'll bring how that over works. Femi Martinson. Okay, that's, okay. that's how they'll trade their okay, spot. Maybe. Stop talking about... <laughs> <laughs> and the, then the other a, one I'm, sport, joking, I'm sport joking in Kansas City Ex- express your views as you traded for a retiring player yeah, they traded for Kenwin Jones solely by the looks of it so that they didn't have they could yeah. leave him unprotected and because he's retiring yeah right? and yeah. he's made it clear he's not going to to play so that was hilarious so I don't think anything else really jumped out there anyone in free agency take your fancy mm, not really nothing nothing really stands out at all Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But yeah, the only players that really stand out are players that we have. Like Jacobson, if yeah. you want to bring him Jacobson back. Jacobson and Harvey are very serviceable guys, and I think yeah. they'll be in demand. Yeah. yeah, They're veterans. They've got experience. They're reliable. If they want to bring in a, somebody, maybe a Chris Pontius, but I don't know how much he has left. No. I don't. I don't honestly, too, too I don't. Yeah. A- AJ, I would be happy if they brought back AJ. I still want Alan Gordon. Again? I just he like was, Alan He Gordon. was here for like... The Five. better the better part of a day? 10, 15 minutes. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you remember I, that? You remember that, right? I do, yeah. Oh. They put him in the draft and then let him go again. So, final thing we'll just quickly talk about is MLS increased TAM. 2.8 million over you two years. You can't trade this TAM, and it comes from the owner's own pockets. The club's unanimously voted for it. You can't, yeah. I, wow. So there's two, there's tradable and untradable. Tradable TAM and untradable TAM. Wait, does that add more mechanisms? I don't know. It, it's, it's it's yeah like somebody said on a uh, thing that we should uh um just increase we, the cap <laughs> just increase the cap no but no but, no, no but this no yeah, okay this is a mechanism to uh keep player salaries down so that they can't it, advance and get higher is, and higher so that's what, all but, it is but what you're saying is what the players are saying because when they did the last deal the league like they always do they put all their money in some and hide it and say, hey, guys, we are not making any money. We're Our TV deal is not as good as it could be. The ratings aren't what yeah. they should be. The sponsor money is where we want. Blah, 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 blah. We can only go up a little. Whatever. But then they do it this way so they can control it. They can control it. That way they don't have to keep increasing the salary yeah. cap. because And they just all they do is they just increase the TAM, which I don't know if the players, how much they get even of that. That, that doesn't – I'm not sure if that helps them get anything. Maybe it does. Um, I'm no, not it sure. helps. It, it does help them, but again, they they don't control it, and it yeah. I they, think it's a game changer. If clubs spend this money, you're going to see a potentially a uh, better maybe not players. In the Whitecaps, but you're going to see a better well, quality of players. They got Blondell coming in from 1.3 million, and now he doesn't have to be like a DP because at 1.3 million yeah. transfer fee, he would have been a DP. No, not if no, because the transfer fee is over the. the no, no, it's cup. it's Tam because they use Tam for it. They don't have to do no, it. but the, the, like Matias Lava was yeah. a DP no, but, because of the no, transfer but, fee. But he the the, the 1.3 would be divided over the guaranteed years of the contract. If what I remember from the napkin is right. Oh yeah, but but they're getting both 2018 and 19. T- Tam up front as well, so yeah. they, they can spend that as well. And but, 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 but the, the and the the way to do that has been spend it now because they'll add more later. Yeah, we, but yeah, so it'll, we'll it'll be interesting. What there. There's some accountability here, though. There's at least a one small piece of accountability with this because the you vote was unanimous. Yes. So the Whitecaps ownership said we are for this. So if they don't use it, they need to be held accountable but for that. But you have that. to remember as well, the Whitecaps are the ninth highest spenders in MLS, so they are spending money. This myth that they're not spending money is not true. No, they're just not no. spending money on the They're not right spending players. as much as some of the others no, no, or it's on just the right players. On, yeah. the three, on the three DPs. That's the only well, problem I have. Let, let's yes, go back to Kamara. And 
a comment that, that Zach made, he's a very Vancouver DP if he ends up being a DP because he's an MLS guy, but he's not He's not maybe this difference maker. He's not a Javinko. Yeah. He's not this kind of DP difference maker that other clubs bring in. Well, well no, also, they, based on his salary last year, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe his eight was 800000 then he's a t- he should be a TAM player yeah. at the be- at the most. Yeah, yeah and he can. Uh, I know people have said, oh, they haven't done it in the past, but they still can do that if they find the right designated player, striker in the summertime. They can always buy people down because Bravo has said that a couple guys are not going to be coming till the summer. Yeah. So this might be a, something that they use until the summertime. And we'll just kind of finish the chat in this segment with a, a tweet from Steve Hempel. I tweeted out just what's in your minds, and he's. He said, what should be on the minds of Whitecaps fans is, how do we catch up to the standard TFC have set? Is my club ambitious enough? And why can't we have a proper DP level player? So the uh, answer to uh, the second t- question is no, not at this point. No, but, and so you have to accept it and just support the players okay. that are on the field. Take, uh, if you take TF, even take TFC out of the question as, uh, you know, sort of astronomically above others, maybe that's too strong of a word. And you just want to answer the question, are they ambitious enough? They have, uh, to this point, I would say they have shown that they're not. Can't disagree with that. So that is the Whitecaps and MLS chat for this part of tonight's show. Now it is time for Wavelength. Yep, we're having it in part two again this week. And this will be in the first episode of the podcast that comes out on Monday. As regular listeners will know, December is Football Violence Awareness Month. Wearing our ribbons again for, for this good cause. And for this one... Because Steve and I condemn it. Even after watching Toronto <laughs> win in the MLS Cup, you didn't want to smash a few chairs through the window of red card? No, no, no. Huh. You surprised me. <laughs> I did, and I wasn't even in red card. So we're going back to 2006. A song by anti-fascist band The Oppressed from England. And it's not the greatest quality because it is from vinyl. But this is simply called... Football violence.
The oppressed there with football violence. And we'll have more wavelength songs next week. And that is it for this episode of the AFTN Soccer Show. So just before we go, just let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at ZacharyAM, and I'm a part of the movement Curva Collective. And you can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Check our Instagram account. That's at AFTN Soccer. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Most of the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. Anyway, that is it for this episode of the show. Thank you for listening. Take care. And as always, Mon the Caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. <laughs>